We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Double. You in here? We're in here and we're playing with fire, my friend. Because this is the lowest that the battery has ever gone. Mm -hmm. So I got like three bars on it. Okay. And now it's one bar. And usually when it gets to two bars, just to be safe, I change the batteries. Right. But now I just realized I went to no bars. Look at this. <laughs> Jeez. Now it's back to one. So we really are playing with fire. We'll probably have to change these after... Uh, this first segment that we got here. What's yeah, good, man? How was your man. Christmas? How was fighting flu, COVID, cold season? How we uh, how we doing? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm still kind of hurting though. Off top, we gotta say rest in peace. Yeah, to John Madden, a true legend, a like, good legend. Not yeah. like how me and you act sometimes. Yeah, like no, like John Madden. You want to talk about just an icon, just someone that brought so much knowledge to the game of football. So uh, just a created, just not for just broadcasters, but for the video game as well. Like, I don't think someone, like, a, in terms of a, a person has made an impact on so many different aspects of a sport from a broadcasting standpoint, coaching standpoint, a video game standpoint. Like, he has just literally, I think, the face of football from what he's done. And uh, to die, you know, 85, they said it was overnight, just shockingly passed. You know, probably age was a thing, but. Oh man, just seeing some of the clips, and I've listened to a couple of podcasts today. Like some of like John Madden's best hits was definitely trippy to remember <clears> because like I remember growing up late nineties, early two thousands, like that Fox him and Pat Summerall. That was kind of the feeling because I coming from you know, me watching the Falcons, I was like I was an NFC guy, mm. so I think a lot of NFC people that you know, had a team from that conference really watched John Madden like weekly because he was always the Fox guy. Yeah. Yeah, he actually called the 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 first Super Bowl Brady one with the Rams. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Has there ever been anyone that is more synonymous to football than him as far as like the name? No. Think about it, bro. It's, like his name Madden, yeah, is has become like a Brazilian soccer player, like a singular name, yeah, like yeah. oh Madden, right? right? Like because of the video game. Uh-huh. And how many people 
how many generations is that gonna just mm-hmm. outlive? Yeah. How many, how many young kids? How many young kids under twenty years old do you think had no idea he was a coach? No, a good majority of them. Right? They kind of yeah. might have not even knew that he was a broadcaster. He was kind uh-huh. of just like this big, big figure. Maybe they thought he was a commissioner or something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the video game guy. Historical figure they were looking at. It's meanwhile, yeah, like man. he was on TV till 2008. Like his last game was the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl. So he hasn't been gone for too long. Okay, maybe over a decade, but uh, he's still someone like, I, if you, I think, are the age bracket, I would say between, I don't know, 18 to whatever 40 50 years old you you definitely have heard john madden call a game before and you know some of the funny clips i, I was actually they played this one he goes that man right there bill belichick he's the current defensive coordinator for the new york giants he's a very good coach a lot of teams are talking about him i think he's gonna get hired somewhere and be a great coach somewhere he said this when bill belichick was the defensive coordinator of the new york giants and then pat summerall goes very intense at 38 years old yeah and i was like wow they called this like it's just it's gems like that and you know those nfc games whether it be the cowboys the packers the 49ers even the giants of washington like these were some of the big time teams back in the late 90s so that i think they kind of synonymous when thinking of john Men. you know and I'm, I'm sure people old enough will talk about you know he used to be on cbs and i'm sure he did plenty of afc games but you know looking at like clips of like troy aikman and Steve Young, it's like, oh man, there's there's man on the call. I was watching a clip from a Giants, I believe it was a Giants Vikings game, 1993. Oh yeah, and Jim McMahon gets not ruled out, but he gets knocked out with a an apparent concussion. Mm-hmm. Mind you, back then it used to be right. How many fingers? No testing. Yeah, yeah. What day of the week is it? Probably Sunday because yeah. everyone's playing on Sundays. Yeah. All right, yeah, get back yeah. out there. And he was talking about how boxers when they get knocked down, there's a ten count. And then after that, you know, you get suspended for medical leave. Like now you even see UFC fighters will be suspended for medical leave. If they get brutally knocked out six months, you can't compete, whatever. You get hurt in sparring. And he talks about how he felt if there were any signs of a concussion, the player shouldn't return. Right. And he just went on like a 30-second rant in the middle of them examining Jim McMahon mm-hmm. and the next play going down. Right. And, and then when he ends it, ball snaps and right. they go again. Just the timing was impeccable. And... I think it was good at that time because it was 1993. People probably weren't all that informed. Think about, about it, bro. 30 yeah. years ago, almost. Yeah. All right. Like I was born in 91. I was born in 93. So. And he was having he was having those conversations then that a lot of people have now. When you see some dude get knocked out, you're like, man, yeah. I don't know if he should be in there right yeah, especially now. Especially the way like how he reacts or his head. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of got to look at his body. Like if it's laying motionless, it's like. Yeah, but I, when you mentioned uh, Giants Vikings, I thought you were going to bring up the NFC title game. My Giants won like forty-one. Oh, that's slaughter! Yeah, my I, my brothers had some bad moments as a fan. Besides far losing it in New Orleans, that probably is the worst. Well, that was one. that Viking stretch, Giants Vikings that that beat down in that NFC title game. But that's in the middle of like that ninety-eight to two thousand one. Those Viking teams were like right. really solid, bro. Right. Like they transitioned from Cunningham to Culpepper because <clears throat> they went fifteen and one. Uh, the 98 season, then they actually lost the Falcons, the, Go, dirty, baby. Bird, the dirty Bird era. <laughs> and then they just went to Culpepper. The next thing you know it, they're back in the conference championship. But, man, they got smoked. But uh, to go to Randy Moss, though, there was another memorable clip of John Madden. It's the Thanksgiving game where Randy Moss, I, you have to see that picture. It's been posted so many times. Like, oh, the, the th- three the catches, th- yeah, th- yeah, like 130 but- yards and three touchdowns. So they show a clip of um, Randy Moss. Uh, they're giving like the turkey leg. He goes, man, I want to talk to Pat Summerall and John Madden. That's who I want to talk to. 
He's like, you're, you're guys on top. And the pets are always, we're on top. He's like, yeah, you're the old heads. I want to talk to you. <laughs> and they're just like smiling. It's just, it's just those classic moments that, you know, being, like I said, being late 90s, early 2000s, like you kind of remember that. And then eventually Fox trans, because he was at NBC with Al Michaels eventually, because NBC was trying to, I would say like the, maybe 2005, 2006, like NBC, they got Sunday night rights from ESPN. I think, man, that's kind of where he ended. Mm-hmm. And eventually got the Super Bowl, but oh man, what a legend and just someone that uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna continue wanting to read and listen to stories about because I just find him one of the most fascinating people. Because I think playing the going to the video game now, I think playing Madden really helped people learn about you know time management, learning about different play calls. Like, you know, of course, everyone remembers like WR streak and the HB screen and you know, blast plays and sprint. Like, I love learning about you know, different styles of plays because. You know, that's the video game that taught me and that it kind of goes to real time. It's like, oh, I could see what they're running now. Yeah, and it also shows you defensive alignments. Yeah. Like understanding four three and three yeah. four and you know, engage A was an all out blitz and the right. cover three and how like a corner and cover two flats was gonna cover the flats mm-hmm. and then you had the safeties over the top. Right. <clears throat> you know, there's the famous clip from uh Oh, man, that rock movie, Gridiron Gang, mm-hmm. where they asked the quarterback, they're like, yo, you said you played football before. He's like, yeah, I played quarterback. They're like, oh, where'd you play quarterback at? He's like, Madden. <laughs> so it's like Madden really did show you a lot, man. It showed you a lot. It showed you what like certain offenses were, like the West Coast offense, mm-hmm. run and gun, things mm-hmm. like that. And I just think that his lasting impact is probably going to be the video game. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, it's, done, it's pro- I think that and FIFA are like the two biggest – video games in the world maybe i don't think it's that close all right 2k is pretty big but i don't know if 2k is pretty big but not like that like first of all fifa i think is the biggest game in the world because it's more of a global game too but even in the states that game crushes and then madden is always i mean madden is just how many i feel like if you're a football fan you've played madden yeah like you've been in madden torrents with your friends yeah 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 dude we used to do my friends and i we would get there'd probably be about like 14 or 15 of us and then we would find, like, friends of a friend. So, like, we'd invite you, mm-hmm. right? We'd try to get 32 people. Mm-hmm. And we would have a full-blown draft, like, pick by pick, right? And you would have to – you had two days to play your game, mm-hmm. you know, to play your week. And then you would advance the week and wow. then be simulated. That's dedication. Like, yeah, yeah, man. We used to do shit like that, yeah. bro. It was yeah. it was a lifestyle. It was yeah. like something that was a big part of your life. I, right. Yeah, right. big part of your life. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing the tributes and hopefully the Raiders in particular do something special given you know, that's where he came from. Yeah. So, yeah. Salute to John Madden. Shouts to John Madden, man. Crazy also that documentary just dropped about him too. Right, Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. and then passed away just you know yesterday at the time we're right. recording. But, all right, man, you came up with an amazing idea. Um I mean, we got to just, this one, this one, round of applause is for Thank Alan for uh, literally putting this show together. And he dropped this gem on me. And I was like, yo, you know what? Fuck yeah, we're doing this. It's <clears throat> before the playoffs. It's before the playoffs. Yeah. But you want to talk about the teams that are eliminated, what we would do to fix them. Right. I got some tweets from some fans. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find these right. tweets. Yeah. And just to clarify, I'm talking officially eliminate. So like, there was no AFC North, no AFC West. Like I couldn't believe the Falcons aren't on this list. So I was actually pleasantly surprised. So you had to be pretty much officially eliminated. So there's nine teams. Yes. The Jets, Texans, Jaguars, Washington, Giants, Bears, Lions, Panthers, and Seahawks. 
weird seeing Seattle. Right? I know. Like I, I watched the end of that Seattle Chicago game, and it just it just felt so wrong seeing <clears throat> Seattle not just lose a close game, but like Russ looking incapable of leading any sort of comeback. Like they just looked so flat offensively. I was like, oh man, this really is an end of an era. So I want to start with the Panthers because a response from Mr. Alex Harden says what he would do mm-hmm. is fire rule, hire Leftwich, trade for Minshew, let him start the whole season. Wow, so we're only picking one here, but that's a yeah, hell of a process. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, he gave a whole thing, you know, weak QB class, so wait till next offseason to draft a QB. Let's start with the Panthers. What would you do to fix the Panthers? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm giving Rule one more year just because he's on a seven-year deal, and I'm not sure if he's deserving of it, but I just feel like they're in a position where it's just like, let's see him try to rectify this because he now wants to run run the ball more. Like I think he wants to get to more Smash Mouth style. So, look, I don't know. The QB market's very uninspiring. I don't know who could be their QB. Maybe they do take a shot at first round but if i'm looking at one thing they have to do they have to invest in the offensive line if rule wants to run the ball like he says he wants to do you know look i know mccaffrey can't quite take the workload anymore he's been injured the past two years pretty much so you know, maybe hubbard takes a enhanced role but for me if, if i'm looking at carolina it's like at least two three new stars on the offensive line build what you want to build because your identity you want to see, he said i want to run the ball i think it's a big reason why joe brady got fired because joe brady would kind of Fade away from it at points, abandon it. My rule says he wants to run the ball. Well, you need the offense line to do it because Caroline's offense line at the moment is just hot trash. Yeah. Yeah, you look back at the the star for them. They start out 3-0. Everyone's feeling good. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold leaves Adam Gase, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Uh, the camp stuff has been so devastating to see. Yeah. Because some people were talking about like his legacy is being ruined in Carolina. It's like, dude was the reason that team was relevant for about a decade. I don't think his legacy is being ruined. Yeah. He won MVP also. They went to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the stat? Until the Panthers, there wasn't a back-to-back winner in the NFC South since that iteration of uh, NFC South. Cam is shot. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's, how many games is he just going to throw it away? Like, dude, I bet on the Bills a couple weeks ago, and it was 13 and a half, and they they had the cover, mm-hmm. but it had all the makings of a late backdoor cover. They kind of were playing, like, soft coverages, and he's just dumping, dumping. Yeah. And then he throws this interception where I lost it at the bar because I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. He literally threw it to the defender. He, yeah, yeah. Like, here you go. Yeah. And <clears throat> he's just mm-hmm. – look – one of the weirdest things in sports, I feel like, is when the aging star is no longer a star. And why it's weird is the fans, which is short for fanatic, and there's fandom, that's why they're fans, are so irrational with the player. You see it time and time again. Jurgen Klinsmann once said, the big issue in American sports is guys get paid for past accomplishments as opposed to future pr- production. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about like Dirk Nowitzki shouldn't be making $25 million his last two years with Dallas because mm-hmm. he's not that kind of player. Right. But it's the legacy. It's the aura. Kobe yeah. wasn't a $25 million player. We're talking about the, like the last yeah. season of him. So <clears throat> with Cam, it's like this dude is no longer, yeah, the Superman shit is mm-hmm. cool because he runs in the touchdown and then they get pummeled. They get smoked. He yeah. gets pulled. Yeah. 
So what's one thing you're doing? Well, we talked about it on the preview and on that NFC South preview about how they needed to hit on Darnold. They needed to hit on J.C. Horn because they got rid of Bridgewater. They got rid of Bradbury. Mm -hmm. And those picks that they got, they spent on those positions to replace or they traded it away. It's hard to not fire Matt Rule, in my opinion, because there hasn't been any. You want to see steps. Of, They've gone backwards. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Since Ron Rivera got fired. So yeah, the first year, you're like, all right, man, look, rookie coach, mm-hmm. we get it. Like, Let's see what happens. Iron shit out. But then for there to be no improvement in year two, like for me, that's that's a red flag. So, like, so you're firing him. Yeah. All right. That's your move. All yeah, right. short leash, bro. That. I'm a short go. leash guy. You know there this. You, you, like, give up a touchdown late in the halftime. Like, uh, what was his name? Kenny King in the playoff game? Oh, yeah. To Sky Miller. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, Kenny, before before yeah. you go into the locker room, just give me your helmet, bro. Get out of here. Damn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, can't can't okay. have brain farts like that on the okay. field in playoff games. But with this, it's like there hasn't been any signs of improvement. Right. And just his, this, I think his handling of the QB situation and the firing of Joe Brady. It just things don't seem right there. Yeah, yeah. The next team, the Detroit Lions. Jake Healy says improve D, otherwise tough year on good track. Look, they agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, they've they haven't been an easy out for a team that has that bad of a record. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best records against the spread, which means that they keep those games close. They've had some gut wrenching losses. The Madison fumble that they end up giving up the field goal to Minnesota. The 66-yarder by Justin Tucker. Like, they have a lot of last-second. Should have beat the Falcons last week. Should have beat the Falcons, too. So, to me, the Lions, I think because it's a weak class, you're not going to attract any quarterback to come there. Just hard to. Yeah. I think one more year of golf. One more year of golf. You see if St. Brown could become a number one receiver for you. He's been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Dan Campbell's the guy, but they like him. Dan Campbell's the guy. Stop <clears> it. <throat> no, you think he's the guy? Like no, in all seriousness, we'll see. But no, I'm very encouraged by Dan Campbell. But you know, look, it's a short sample size. It's just Dan Campbell, to me, is the most lovable coach in the league. And it's not even close. What I would do with them is I would probably add some more to the offensive line. And that whole line's already really good. Yeah, that's true. Then I don't think they're investing in their top ten pick. Oh no, no, no! I'm yeah. not talking about oh, just top add more. I mean, like, yeah, just yeah. add some depth or something. Okay. I'm not saying to use yet another yeah. first round yeah. pick, but <clears throat> I think maybe corner. I'm trying to get a corner. Yeah, because Okuda has not worked, and I know he got hurt too. Right. So I feel bad for him. He's but kind of in a make or break situation next year, coming but, off an Achilles, too, right, which is yeah. rough. Right? It was an Achilles. Yes. Yeah. So no, I'm totally with you when it comes to defense, whether it's an edge rusher or a corner. I think they need to get. They just need somewhat of a premium player at one of those two areas uh, because that defense they're struggling to put together NFL talent out there. Like it's just you look at their personnel. It's like who who. Where is he from? What practice squad? I just think at this point, Detroit, they need to either get, uh, you know, obviously through a draft or a corner. Like if Hutchinson falls down some, that would be a godsend. Like make that move immediately. Like I just picture Hutchinson with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's just jerking like four espressos all excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Michigan I, guy also. Yeah. So I would say if, <clears throat> if Hutchinson's on the board when they pick, whether it's at the second pick or third pick because i don't think they're in the one i don't think they got the first pick anymore no no yeah so 
I think uh, I would say edge rusher or corner, but I would lean edge rusher just because I did, I just think they need a real tone setter on that defense because right now they just have guys. Yeah, right now it's the Jaguars. The Lions have the second pick. Right. The thing is, I don't know if Hutchinson's leaving one. I think his stock has gone so high. Yeah, and especially if he plays well in these yeah. college football games coming right. up this weekend. Um, all right. Next, we got the New York Jets. What do we do to fix the New York Jets? First thing I'm doing is whether it's... Talk about investing in O-line. Well, they already got... I agree with that, but like two first-round picks in Becton and Hera Tucker, like I don't think they should invest another huge draft pick, like a high draft pick in a offensive line per se. Like To me, the Jets play the most man coverage in the league. They need a corner. Their mm. corner is not professional players. Like, Yo, they haven't had a good corner in a while. Like the the Tremaine Johnson move blew up in their face. Up in their face. Yeah. Some other guys yeah. that they brought in. I I think DB helped for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I, 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 I know people will say I mean, edge rusher, but let's see how Carl Lawson looks. Look, they could still get one, but I think the biggest thing, like if I'm looking at the first thing they gotta do, you need to get a corner. The way Robert Sala plays defense, they need someone that could play man coverage. Right now, they don't have that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always I'm always in favor of adding um, offensive line help. Mm. Or more weapons to a young quarterback to prosper. Right. But Michael Carter has been good in, in certain occasions. Still a rookie. Mm-hmm. And he got hurt in the middle of the season too. Right when he was starting to take over the reins. Mm-hmm. He goes down. Elijah Moore went on that 5-6 game stretch. I think he scored a touchdown in like those 5-6 games. Yeah. Starting with that Colts Thursday night game it was. Right. And then he gets he gets COVID. You and can't cover him <clears> in the slot. He's Dude's a beast, man. Dude's a beast. And then, you know, Corey Davis hasn't really worked out that well. So, and you have Jamison Crowder. I feel like you have a lot of guys that do the same thing. If right. you're the Jets. I don't think Crowder will be on the team next year. Yeah, so, I don't think so either. Yeah. Brendan Berrios has been fun. Yeah. Returner, slot guy here yeah. and there. But I, I think just more offensive line. And, man, I feel I feel bad for Salah, but I don't think he's a head coach. I said it when he first got hired, too. Mm-hmm. He just, just seems like a phenomenal defensive coordinator could be could be like a wade phillips yeah where you just would you be surprised if someone picks him up as a dc if he gets fired from the Jets? i'm not saying he's gonna get Mm -hmm. fired this year but like a year or two from now if he gets let go he immediately becomes a dc somewhere Mm -hmm. and then just rides it out as a dc the rest of the way because he's a defensive coordinator that's so well respected Mm -hmm. yeah he's definitely a player's coach too so i'll work in mind all right, let's go to the AFC South. We got two teams in this division. Let's go with the Texans first. How do we fix the Texans? They got to make some serious investments at this point. I just think any sort of... They're kind of like in the same position as the Lions. I think the Texans should get whatever big-time free agents out there defensively, whether it's an edge rusher, uh, you know, three-tech defensive tackle, corner safety like to me they just need someone defense that could at least be like a cornerstone because they really don't have anything defensively and uh i know people say oh what about the quarterback situation let's see how the watson stuff plays out i think davis mills has shown enough where he could give him another year so to me i just think they need something defensively because you know look they're 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 playing hard under cully say what you want about them they're competing out there despite not having a lot of talent so i think at this point they got to make some major investments and it starts defensively. So I think look at one of those premium positions and try to get the best free agent out there. 
Man, you're talking about defensively building blocks. Like, what about just as a team, bro? Like, yeah, that what, too. Uh, what what yeah. do they have that you could look at and say, you know what? This is a guy we could build around or dangle to be appealing to bring someone. Mm-hmm. Like Brandon Cooks, he's an older player. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins, I'm a fan of. He's growing yeah. up. He's made some plays. Offensive line is... Besides Tunsil, it's kind of like whatever. Besides Tunsil, yeah. and you, <coughs> excuse me, you've invested so much mm-hmm. in him too because you traded all those assets yeah. to be the Deshaun Watson protector, and then he's not there anymore. Right. I think the biggest thing is you have to make a decision on Deshaun, what happens with Deshaun Watson. We got to wait till court mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but look, he never got suspended from the team or mm-hmm. from the NFL. Right. They kind of just like hush hush let's just you know i'm not gonna play this year to see what happens but also like you can't go into another season with that cloud over yet no there's there's gonna take some initiative you know i think they're gonna have to cut him wow i think you just let him go i I don't think they could cut they gotta trade him i think they're just gonna hold on until because there's no way they're not gonna get some assets for him at this point that would be that would just cutting deshaun watson would somehow surpass the hopkins trade I don't way. think there's a weirder storyline in the NFL than we just got to wait till it plays out. You know, it's gonna, hopefully this is another yearly saga. But I think February there's there's supposed to things supposed to be happening. So let's just wait on that. Right before free agency yeah. too. All right, the Jaguars. Any way possible, get Doug Peterson. I'm hiring Doug Peterson from them. I like it. To Worked me, well with a young quarterback. To me, they just need someone with legit experience. Like this is a job where you need someone with legit experience, someone that's offensive minded and just has a pedigree. Like I know he faded badly in Philly. Like I know things went awry, and he, I think, justifiably got fired. I just think he he lost his way there. But look, I think he's credential enough where he absolutely deserves a second chance. So I think that'd be the right fit for them. Someone that. Just has a huge pedigree. Someone that's willing to spread the playbook. That's going to put Lawrence in high percentage situations, and just kind of build something there. Because I just think there's pieces there. Now it's just like, can we put it together? And I think Doug Peterson, very unorthodox coaching style, would mesh well in Jacksonville. I like that. Yeah. I like that call a lot. And also, when he first got to Philly, that's when they got Carson Wentz, a high draft pick that was invested. Mm-hmm. And he was a young quarterback, and they worked with him. I like that one. And yeah, they got they got building blocks, man. I, I think they have a lot of building blocks on defense too. Like I like Josh Allen, Miles um, Jack. I'm a fan of too. I think they got some guys there. They need to bring. They need to bring an offensive mind. Get some get some weapons too for Trevor Lawrence, like wide receiver weapons, because yeah. DJ Chark. Got hurt. It's a free agent. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin Jones is, you know, at this point, yeah. like I think, I think he <clears throat> could get the most out of Chenault. I thought of like Nelson Aguilar, exactly. Yeah, like that, that kind of player. Right. Also, like a tight end too would be nice to help yeah. him. Could be, and I'm sure he'll figure out ways to use utilize Etienne because there's a first round pick, so you better get him involved. That's true too. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about him. Yeah. Cause it was such a weird pick because I like James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Dude just tore his Achilles yeah. too against the Jets. Yeah. Sucks for him. But yeah, I think I think you need to get like an adult and an offensive mind. Like no 
And do, I know do like, you have a coach of mine would be Peterson. I mean, you swung me on Peterson. Yeah. I was gonna say Byron Leftwich. Impy Impy put Byron Leftwich in my mind. There's buzz about I just the Jaguars guy going yeah, back. I would just be uncertain about him going to that environment because this is Jacksonville really needs to start. It's been too long now. Like they need. I'm not saying they got to win 10 games immediately, but there's got to be some significant process. Like, I'm not sure if they could bring on a coach that's kind of learning on the job. No, I agree yeah. with you. And that's why I was saying, like, an, like an experienced adult, like a right. guy that could command the locker room kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. All right, what about the Washington football team? This is the one team that I think needs to draft the quarterback in the first round. And I know this is a weak quarterback class, and I'm not a, the person that's going to say, at this spot, you should draft the player, even though it might not be worth it. So maybe I'll take back first round, first second round. I just feel like they need to draft a quarterback in this round. Enough with the veterans. Heinkley clearly is not the quarterback that you want to rely on for 17 games. Uh, you don't want, don't want to go back to Fitzpatrick. See what's out there. Whether it's the first or second round, take a chance on a young quarterback. I know the Haskins they blew up on their face, but you know find someone that has a good work ethic you know or not just someone has a winning pedigree or a fleshy arm like find someone that you know has that background where it's like okay we could build something around here we don't have to worry about his leadership abilities or you know his dedication to being a full-time quarterback yeah i agree with you on that and i also think that they need to they need to figure out what's happening with ownership because i think that's always a distraction like year in year out they got a guy that can clearly lead a group in Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. I think he's amazing. <clears throat> but with the quarterback thing, there's always going to be a guy that's going to come out of nowhere in the draft. Like he's going to have an awesome pro day or he's going to wow people with the questions like, oh, my God, his mm-hmm. his command in the room when he was asked all these questions. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah, like it's high, draft hyperbole. Yeah. yeah, you know, those cliches and shit. Yeah. And there's going to be a guy that's just going to – pop up out of nowhere it happened with baker uh it happened with daniel jones Mm -hmm. it happens like year in year out there's a guy that was not projected to be a top 10 or first round pick and then all of a sudden they're going third overall you're like herbert happened with herbert too so it it varies success rate but yeah i just think watching this point you just start developing a young quarterback yeah yeah Yeah, you need one you need one that you can get behind too um you agree with that or are you gonna go somewhere else well, no, nah, I, th- I think for them, they need yeah. to figure out what's happening with ownership. You know, they yeah. have, since he bought the team in the late 90s, a lot of coaching changes, mm-hmm. a lot of quarterbacks have started. They cycle through GMs. Yeah. There's all these toxic reports that come out of the organization. That's I think that's a come huge, out even more, yeah. That's a huge yeah. distraction, bro. Yeah. Imagine trying to build a team. Right. Or, or if you're a free agent, you want to go to yeah. a place where some wild pipe bomb might blow up. Right. But hey, they spend money. So that's that's right. Free that, will go. Yeah, there. you know yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, so. Albert Haynes. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like Houston, Washington are kind of saying, "But you gotta let the legal system figure it out." Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to the Chicago Bears. I, the, like the the hot take thing to not even hot take like the take everyone goes with is to get rid of Nagy. Yeah, right? it's kind of foregone conclusion. I'm not gonna go that route. Yeah, so I don't want to go there either. I think you need to figure out what happens with Allen Robinson because the fact that this dude like completely fell off. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, where was he going in yearly leagues? Fifth round, fourth round, fourth. And what was the whole the whole conversation was? Yo, reach for him a little bit because 
if Justin Fields comes in, it's going to be an upgrade, and it just hasn't worked. Like Darnell Mooney is the guy for them right now on offense. He's besides exciting. Montgomery, yeah, he's exciting. <clears throat> but he's like a burner type wide mm-hmm. receiver. But Allen Robinson is dude is a beast. Like you always saw those graphics of the quarterbacks that he's mm-hmm. been productive with, and you're like, how the hell is this yeah. dude putting up all these numbers? Mm-hmm. So I think either you get rid of him, you try to convince them that things are going to be different, whatever it might be. But I think he's too good of a player to either not build with. Or to not get something for. Right. See, I want them to trade somebody, but it's not Allen Robinson. I think they should trade Cleo Mack. Try to get some draft picks because their roster is not very good. And it's only they look old and they're going to lose Akeem Hicks, who's kind of like the nucleus of that defense. I know Robert Quinn's having a huge year, but he's getting older. Besides him and like Roquan Smith, there's not a lot there defense. Like Ever since Vic Fangio left to be the head coach of Denver, that defense has fallen off a cliff. And like guys like Eddie Jackson aren't making big plays anymore. So I just think Chicago, especially given the fact they don't have a first-round pick because of the trade Justin Fields with the Giants, they need to get draft picks. So I'm not sure if they could get a first-rounder for Cleo Mack at this point, but try to get at least a couple of draft picks and you know, start building for the future. Do you, do you, like, when you make a trade to get a guy like Khalil Mack, do you try to get that same value well i don't think they're gonna get what two <clears throat> first rounders so yeah not know. at this point this is also uh, years later but i feel you like hope you get one first round at this point subconsciously i feel yeah. like you won't pull the trigger on the trade if a team is like here's here's a two and a three you might be like nah i gave up two ones right. i just feel like they need <clears throat> draft picks at this point they really need to start looking at the rebuild well the thing i always like to say is is if if justin fields ends up being the guy then i don't I think the decision to give up a first-round pick to move up to get him, it works out. Right. But I think you also need to do the best you can mm-hmm. to make sure that's the case. Like, yo, Jason Peters is a tackle for them, too. He was an emergency guy, yeah. Right, but yeah. he's also, what, 40? Right. So how, how yeah. much can you bank on him? Yeah. They, they drafted Tevin Jenkins <clears throat> in the third round, so he'll be hopefully their left tackle. But I just think Mac hasn't really been worth the price, and they just need draft picks at some point. He's still someone I think that could be their big asset. The Seattle Seahawks. They got fired John Schneider. Enough's enough. Ooh, so it's Schneider, you think, huh? Yeah. I know he has a contract till 2027, which makes me believe I think him and Carroll might stay and Russ might be the guy who gets out. But if I'm making one move this offseason, look, the past four years have been a disaster for Seattle, from draft picks to, of course, the Jamal Adams trade. It's just... You can't stop. You gotta stop living in 2010, 2011. Yes, he had a draft class that had Russell Kung, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Golden Tate. Then he obviously he got Russ and Rich Sherman, like, and then the Bennett and Avril signings in the same week. Like, okay, but this was pretty much a decade ago at this point. Look what he's done recently: taking picks like Malik McGowell, uh, Jordan Brooks, LJ Collier, who came on the field. I know Rashad Penny's a good last few weeks, but Rashad Penny, let me know when he puts eight games together. Like, it's just, there's just been way too many mistakes, and I think someone needs to be held accountable. Pete Carroll, I think he's going to stay. Russ, I could see him going, but let's see, let's just see where his head's at at this point. I think if you're going to make one move, Seattle, you need someone that's going to be able to identify talent better and make much more savvier trades. So, so think about this, right? If you go back to like 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Okung, Earl Thomas, Walter Thurman. Cam Kanzler. Golden Tate. Too. Golden Tate yeah. also. Yeah, Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. And then you get K.J. Wright in the fourth round the year after. Yeah. You get Richard Sherman. 
Malcolm Smith, mm-hmm. Byron Maxwell, right? And then you go to 2012, Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson. Now you're looking at this and you see how many third, fourth, fifth round picks become your core. You got lucky on those, bro. They identify those players, though. I don't think it's pure luck. Like, come on. They said you spotted Richard Sherman in the fifth round. You deserve praise for that. Sure, but you don't think there's there's luck that the guy fell that that Maybe there's luck that he fell there, but I'm not going to fault the guy who drafted him. You clearly recognize him as a player that should be on your football team. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's fair. And maybe maybe you got like that dog out of him that no one else could have. Also, there's that. You just also just scouting too, like you recognized, and maybe that could have been a bit of a reach. Maybe someone other teams evaluated him as a sixth or seventh round talent. You're like, let me take a chance on him in the fifth round. Yeah. <clears throat> so where I was going with this is, starting 2013, no first round pick. Get Christine Michael, mm-hmm. right? Remember him? Yeah. You get Paul Richardson the year after. You get Frank Clark, Tyler Lockett, again, a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. You start training away these first-round picks right, to dude. bring in Percy Harvin and to bring in all these guys Jimmy Graham. that you're bringing in. And then your drafts just stop. Yeah. You stop finding those late yeah. gems. Besides Lockett, <clears throat> Metcalf, and Frank Clark, I can't name one successful Seattle draft pick since 2014. Nothing comes to mind. It's just those three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... The, the only other one that has worked out for them, I guess, is Chris Carson. But that guy can't make it through a season either. Right. And he was a center-round pick. And, hey, look, it was a gem. <clears throat> I love me some Chris Carson. So, all right, I'll, I'll give him that. But besides that, like, it's just there's a reason why this team has declined so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a weird situation with Seattle because you have, you have a quarterback in Russell Wilson that can still play at a high level. And he's still, like, young enough where, like, you could look – five, six years down the line and expect them to be as productive, mm-hmm. especially how you see how quarterbacks are playing now, right? Mm-hmm. But on the flip side is you don't have any assets to help build the team. And you do have guys on some big contracts too. You got Metcalf is going to come up to get paid soon. They're going to want to pay him. He's going to want to get paid. Mm-hmm. And then you're just looking. The only thing that you could do to get some assets is to trade Russell Wilson. And do you do that? I think Pete Carroll also got to go at this point. I know this is mm-hmm. the, the one down year. They didn't make the playoffs, too. But I just think eventually he's just been there for so long. Like, it's mm-hmm. ran its course. It's, yeah. it's similar to, like, Tom Coughlin. So that's, that's your move. <clears throat> you got to make one move. I, th- I think it's time for you got to you, you have the conversation with Russ. I think Russ is so important to this franchise. And you say, look, do you, mm-hmm. are you going to stay with us if we get a new coach? Or do you want out? And it's it's right. one of those right. those plays. Yeah. So damn, you're firing Pete Carroll. All right, it's a big call, but I think he's <clears> he's, <throat> he's, he's got stale. It's just it's not a firing because you've been bad for years. Mm-hmm. It's a firing of like, all right, it's it's sort of restart. Yeah, it's it's time for. A we restart. don't think Pete Carroll could be the guy to lead a rebuild because this team needs a rebuild. Yeah, and yeah. he was he's isn't he the oldest coach in the league? It's like him and Belichick. Right. At this point, yeah, I think I would just move on from them. We, we saving the best for last? <clears throat> Absolutely, baby. The New York Giants. I mean, where do you start? Yo, is there a... It's hard to identify one move here. They, they are the worst team in football. I don't care what the records are. I think they are the worst team in professional football. I think the Jaguars are the worst. That's a, At least the Jaguars... Have franchise. You 
have the idea mm-hmm. of potentially right. Trevor Lawrence could be the guy. So they're like the worst organization right now. Like you said. Right now, they're they are at the worst position I think of any team in the NFL. Okay, I could, now that I could agree with. Okay, I yeah. thought you were just talking about like talent wise, roster wise. I was like, no, I, I think they could beat a few teams. They could beat a few teams. Yeah, but organ <clears throat> like you just want to look at like a three year outlook. Okay, yeah. They have a lot of money tied to players that have just not per- performed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, what's good with Kenny Galladay? Like that Leonard Williams move. <clears throat> I like me some Leonard Williams, but that price. Leonard Williams. Um, I don't want to blame Blake Martinez because he was playing really well for the Giants. Right. A leader to just you know got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, James Bradbury playing a little better last couple of weeks, but overall not the corner that he was last year. Right. Weird position. It seems like corner. I got to ask Will that. Like, yo, it seems like corner year to year. We've talked about this too. You get guys popping up out of nowhere having these years. But I think right now there's not a <clears throat> there's not a football team and an organization that is in a worse situation moving forward than the New York Giants. So I don't know where to start. Right. I want to fire everybody. I want to fire the team. <laughs> I want to fire... The, the, uh, All right, well, GM's gone. You can't say Gettleman. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gone. We know yeah, that. Yeah. I, I need like a sale of the team to a new okay. owner. Like okay, well, one top. move though. Just think of one move. You one fire move? and Judge. Judge the first. Bro, I wanted Judge fired on that Monday Night Football game against Pittsburgh, where it was a fourth and two call in no man's land. Monday Night Football. Wait, wasn't that his first game as a head first coach? First game. First uh, drive. No balls. Set the right, tone, right, you, bro. You can't fire a coach at Yo, the. That's when. That's when I was completely off him. You're making you guys... were singing his praises last year yeah. when the team was somewhat respectable. Sure, because the division was also bad, too. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I was respectable. They, 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 they won at Seattle, I remember. Yeah. But you're making these, you're you're running the team like it's a high school team with the right. running laps and you're doing suicides. Yeah, the axe like gone stale. And especially given that in the offseason, like you saw fights at training camps and you're supposed to be all about discipline. Yeah, you could sing someone's praises if they start winning a couple of games, but mm-hmm. then you look back at that too, and you're like, "Yo, you beat like a bunch of backup quarterbacks too." Daniel Jones has not progressed at all. Yeah. If anything, it's he's been the same guy or worse. There's been like one or two games where he's played well in three years. Yeah. So, you're firing Joe Judge. If first I, yeah, you're making me pick one thing. I think yeah, you fire you fire Joe Judge, and I don't know what you go and get because okay. I don't know what the GM. I think if you fire Judge. You fire a judge, you get a new GM. I think that's why you clean house. Mm-hmm. You find a GM, he finds the coach. Right. They, they agree together, like, yo, let's trade for Russ. Let's trade for, let's get Rodgers. Let's get something. Or let's draft this kid that we like mm-hmm. from, I don't know, Mississippi or something. Yeah. But it has to start with, because we know that we know the GM is gone, right? right. So you never want to be in an organization where, all right, GM, head coach, quarterback. Mm-hmm. This this thing is empty right now, the GM. Let's bring in a GM, but the coach gets to stay for a year to prove it. How, how often does that work out? No, they end up firing that yeah. guy anyway. Yeah. And if they don't fire him that year, the, the year after. It's happening in Jacksonville, but that's Jacksonville. No one knows about why ball. But, bro, that never, that never works. Mm-hmm. That never works because that head coach, if he's winning, guess what? Chances are the GM is a big part of that too, mm-hmm. so the, it, it works in pairs. Yeah. Why is Frank Wright and Ballard doing having so much success for there? Andy Reid and the GM in Kansas City. It's mm-hmm. like yo, you're winning, and it all flows from top to bottom. You have good ownership. You have a good GM. 
you have a good head coach, you have a good quarterback. And it just flows down the ladder. Yeah. The Giants have nothing, 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 nothing. It's all legacy here when yeah. it comes to the Mariners. And this upcoming draft is <clears throat> massive. Two first-round picks, both in the top ten. Like They need to hit on these picks. Like This, this is a franchise-altering draft. So that's why I'm totally with rebuilding because you just want a whole new regime. I can't trust Joe Judge. I can't trust the past ownership because look what they've done in past drafts. Now we have two first round picks. Got to deliver. They they have there's no there's no building blocks on this team as far as like the offensive line has been bad since Eli Manning's last Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. Like after that Super Bowl, the they've done nothing to improve right. the offensive line. Like how do you still have a bad yeah. offensive line? They got talent, it's just they have no blue chip players. Like I like besides maybe Bradbury I can't name a player that's top five in their position, maybe top ten, like borderline. They had no Pro Bowlers this year. It's like, yeah, no shit. Can't, you shouldn't can't argue have, it. <laughs> you shouldn't have had any Pro right. Bowlers at all. Yeah. Maybe Ojalari makes a step. Who knows what's going to happen with Saquon. It's just, there's just a lot of moving pieces, and there just doesn't seem to be a plan, and then it's just broken down. Well, that's, a, that's another thing. Yeah. Saquon's going to want to get paid. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen here, but... Depends on new, but I just think if you make it one move, yeah, Joe Judge, it's got it's time. What do you think of Daniel Jones? He's not a starter. Yeah. Yeah. I think just you can't have a quarterback that's just a consistent liability with the ball. Like he's gonna put the ball in harm's way. Yeah, and I think the quicker teams move on from that, I think, think it's the thing is I don't think they're gonna I think they should absolutely bring competition in, but I don't think they're gonna directly replace him right away. Depends who becomes available. I don't see any quarterback wanting to go there. Who wants to play for the Giants? Russ will not come. Rodgers will not come. There's no way. Rodgers probably goes to... And, and Russ has dealt with enough bad offensive lines in his career. Yeah. So for me, the Giants... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They should bring in a veteran at best and see what happens. Man, I get so like worked up talking about them. They it, it upsets me, dude. Like I used to watch them. I watched them until this year. Until like week six. Bro, I watched them twice a week. Like I watched it live on Sunday or Monday, whatever day they played. And then I would watch it a couple of days later on like the game pass thing, skim through it, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And it's just like bro, just no no life, no no energy. Like, dude. 
the Texans and Davis Mills put up 40 points. Mm-hmm. You know, Giants haven't put up like 30, and who knows? They have more field goals than touchdowns this year. I think it's 28 field goals, 22 touchdowns. I think when Jason Garrett got fired, someone put up a graphic that they have the least amount of offensive touchdowns scored from the time that he got hired as a yeah. as a offensive coordinator. And that was, what, a year and a half? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's just nothing. There's no life. It's mm-hmm. not like Detroit, right? Like Detroit, at least, you're watching those games, and yeah, they lose them. But it comes down to the wire. It's engaging. It's it's like, oh, all right, you know, like we expected them to be right. bad, and and there's the play calling is good. You see explosive plays actually happen, even though like hey, like you look at the Lions roster, you can't name more than like five players that you think, oh, they could be potentially a Pro Bowl. Like it's a, just a horrible roster. But yeah, look at them, and they're playing. They're playing teams tight, and it's mm-hmm. like respectable losses. The mm-hmm. Giants just like like no are, are flat, or just mm-hmm. nothing, and. Yeah. It's just too much. Thankfully, I think this upcoming week is the best week of the year, and we could talk about a bunch of playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, where do you want to start? Hmm. Because there, there's some good ones. Well, I, I think the biggest the, the the biggest blow this week is the Carson Wentz stuff. Right. Like that dude's not going to be available this weekend. Well, I think it's borderline mm. right now because now it's gone from ten days to five days. So he technically could play on Sunday, but see how he recovers and i don't know what frank reich's gonna do not having his quarterback a whole weekend he's just gonna go on the field sunday for a crucial game i'm not i don't know how they're gonna handle that and it's also a crucial game for the other opponent with the raiders right yeah Raiders are not out of it man this is is a tricky game uh would you say it's a loser leaves town match no because i think the colts they have a very easy week 18 game i believe I know they don't play the they Titans. They play either the Texans or the Jaguars. I think they put the Jaguars. So I think the Colts are in good shape. I think they also have a bunch of tiebreakers as well. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they obviously would need this game to push for a division, although that might be out of sight at this point given Tennessee how huge of a win they had that previous Thursday night. But, no, it's a must win for the Raiders. Hmm. No, I, I agree with you on that. So – this game, you look at the AFC, and like only three teams have legit been eliminated. Right. Um, and right now, the Colts, the Patriots, and the Dolphins hold playoff playoff seeds. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Chargers, the Raiders, the Ravens, all at eight and seven. And then you got the Steelers, Browns, and Broncos mm-hmm. with seven wins. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me about this one because I feel like Jonathan Taylor is gonna run. They're gonna run him to get two K. Uh, these next two weeks, they might need him to get thirty touches. In well, this game. well, there's also that too, yeah. right? Like it's not just a all right, man. We're in the playoffs. Right. Let's just get you that number because it's symbolic. It's like no, we need you to be right. that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and who knows? Maybe they'll get more carries for Heinz. It's just in this game, like I think both teams know. Both teams want to control the ball and they want to play with the lead. I don't think neither of these teams are ready to play from behind because I just think without Darren Waller, the Raiders' offense, they just can't push teams down the field. Like it's a very simplistic, predictable offense. Cars playing his heart out, but you're not really stretching teams without Darren Waller. It's a fair, it's offense that you can contain rather easily. I think both teams want to run the ball, control the clock, and not turn the ball over. I think the difference here especially now with the co-rules, Quinn Nelson and Darius Leonard will be back. 
Darius Slender, that to me is just a turnover machine. It seems like every week he's punched a ball out again to pick. You guys like him and Buckner. I just think the Colts have more talent and the coaching is not even in the same league. Like to me, the Colts are top five best coach team. Yeah. Like Frank Wright every year, just work at wonders. Getting Leonard and Nelson back, you can make an argument. They get their two best guys back. Right. I mean, with the exception of Johnson. That's like the heart and soul of their team. Like, yeah. Yeah. On the, on the offensive line and then in the heart of their defense. He brought up a uh, good question. Do you think, would you rather have a guy who gets uh, 10, 10 fumbles, like causes 10 fumbles mm-hmm. or 10 sacks? Well, turnovers. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like 10 turnovers. It's mm-hmm. just like 10 fumbles. Maybe you recover them, maybe you oh, don't. So he's talking about like tricky. the art of punching the ball. Yeah. Would you rather a sack or 10 sacks or 10 fumbles? I'm still going to fumble because I think 7, 8 out of 10 times you're recovering it. Yeah. So, or even if you recover half of them. Yeah, I just think it's too much of a difference. And and sacks, we all know, could be... Very misleading. Yeah, you might get a coverage sack. You might get a sack that's, was it, third and 21. But then again, you're probably down two possessions. Like, sacks could be very misleading. Yeah, I like QB hits. Yeah. You, QB want, hits, you want to track QB, those pressures. QB pressures are, are the best ones. Right. So. Uh, this one, this one, I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, Regardless of QB, yeah, because yeah. I think I think the way they're structured, and look, the Raiders are going to know this too. It's the Jonathan Taylor show. <clears throat> now Carson Wentz not being there, it's going to be fascinating to see if they just go like nine in the box and have whoever is going to be the Sam Ellering. I think is the backup, yeah. but I think I'm going to go with the Colts yeah. here. Yeah, I trust the coaching. I trust the trenches. I just think the Colts have more talent and. Look, it's a great story with the Raiders, but I think they've feasted on very vulnerable opponents in the last two games. We're talking about a Browns team that was down to a third-string quarterback, and then you have the Broncos with Drew Locke. Like, I think they're kind of fortunate to be in this position. No matter, look, I love the story. I love, you know, what they represent. They definitely have some playmakers. Like, I'm interested to see what Ngakwe and Crosby could do. But it's just, I Colts are like the hottest team in the league right now. It's hard to go against them. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Well, the actual hottest team in the league are the Kansas City Chiefs. This is very true. <clears throat> Eight in a row. Yeah. Felt like this was going to happen, that they were just going to rattle off. I thought they were doing it very quietly, too. Yeah, you know why? Because they're not putting up 40 spots. Right. Like 40. But they, what they did against Pittsburgh is very casual. I watched that game very intently, and it was just... Mahomes was just in a rhythm, defense pulverizing. Big Without ben. Kelsey, too, yeah, which is big because we always talk about mm-hmm. if you have Hill and Kelsey out there, you can't have both of them go right. crazy like the Chargers did. You got to try your best to at least yeah. be like, you know what, man? Today, two people, a linebacker and a safety on Kelsey, mm-hmm. and he ain't going to do nothing. Let Tyreek go crazy. Yeah. But when both of them are running wild, good luck trying right. to stop that. And they didn't have him, but you saw Byron Pringle steps into a roll, catches two touchdowns. Hardman catches right. two touchdowns. And in that game against the Steelers, it kind of seemed like, oh, yo, just worry about Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Like, focus on Tyreek. Right. That's what happened with Pittsburgh. I think he had, what, three catches? I know a lot of people were yeah. complaining. He only fantasy, had two catches. Fantasy I, playoffs. I know his, his snaps were reduced because he was just recovering from COVID. So, uh, we also got to mention Edwards Hilaire, best touchdown run of his career. Oh, my, my God. God. He, he was it, mean. But unfortunate for him, man. Didn't he He's banged up, banged too. Banged yeah. up, yeah. Uh, but I think one of the biggest... I guess noble things that's happened to the Chiefs. Like their offensive lines playing up to all 
high expectations. Like they invested heavily in the offseason and they got the rookies Humphrey and Smith at center and right guard. And then you compare them with uh, Joe Tooney and then Orlando Brown. Like they, their offensive line. Yeah. They're, they're, they're manhandling folks. And, but yo, they did it. They did it the right way. They saw what happened in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They feel as if there's a part of me that wants to see that rematch again. Because a lot of people that either cover the Chiefs or even some of the players, too, have said, hey, man, look, they, they caught us when we were hurt. We were down all those offensive linemen. They, they actually the entire had, offensive line. The entire offensive line. They had four players playing four different positions. And they got manhandled. Right. And they went into the season like, yo, we're not going to have Pat Mahomes run for 490 yards. <laughs> like, you know, like the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. amount of – not obviously – Covering the, the space. Yeah, yeah covering. Yeah. <clears throat> And it's it finally it took a while it took a while for you to get your offensive line to play that well. Right. This is an amazing game though. Like oh yeah, because we yo, know you're your big team bagels. Uh, team bagels. Ba- team bagels. Yeah, you might be Tim bagels. I am t- <laughs> team bagels, baby. Look at that. <laughs> team gut. bagels. Look at that gut, yo. Joe Burrow over 900 yards against the Ravens. You thought that that DC was uh, in two games. Excuse yeah. me, two games. You thought that DC when he said those comments about him. Everyone loves Don Marndell, but boy, he put his foot in his mouth. So random, too, right? Yeah, I don't know what he. What he kind did of get statement set up making. by that question, though, because they asked him if they I, were going to do that I, with. But Chase he's and, like he's a sixty-four-year-old dude with a mullet. He's very nonchalant, so I'm just surprised why he said what he said. Maybe he was kind of just butthurt about Chase dunking on his secondary in the first matchup. But oh man, now the whole the whole roster got him in the latest matchup. Well, here's the thing: the Bengals. They're a scrappy bunch, man, and I think it's all from Burrow. Like, Burrow's energy and his vibe is like, yo, I don't care where we play. Luckily, it's at home for them. I don't care who we play. Even the game that they lost to the Packers, I thought. Very I hard really, fought. Yeah. yeah, I know I know you nitpicked at him a little bit. You felt like he might have lost that game. But I love that it went into overtime. Back on that show, we were talking about how I just wanted to see them mm-hmm. against an opponent like that. And not be stomped out right and that's what you saw and that win meant a lot to me and now with kansas city here i think it's going to be back and forth because the bengals defense has played really well i feel like everyone always talks about the offense mm-hmm. coming into the year too that was my big handicap and prediction was right. yo, i thought this offense was gonna be sick mm-hmm. like the offense is not surprising me that they're yeah. playing like this offensive line playing as good as it was because that was a big concern for play. i don't think their offense line is playing good <clears throat> You don't think so? No. <laughs> you don't think it's better than what you thought it was going to be, though? It's been better, but, like, that Denver game you watched, and there's been moments the Cleveland game was a disaster. Right. Like, he still gets banged up and yeah. whatnot. But I also wonder if it could be the play calling, too, some of those deep routes that some of those guys take. It, it could be, but I've, just, I've seen enough evidence. Of right. This, look, like, I'm not saying that like, it's a yeah. top 10 offensive line, nah. but from what the expectations were to how they're playing, they're, I think They're not ruining games, let's just say. They're not destroying game plans because if you have a ball, bad O-line, they could yeah. destroy game plans. Yo, it, aren't bad offensive lines, don't they make the game unwatchable? Yeah, if if you don't have the right infrastructure around you, like if you if you have a quarterback that Russell like Russell Wilson that could put up with it, fine. But if you have offensive lines that within less than two seconds they already collapse in the pocket, like how can you operate an offense? It's so unwatchable, bro. Yeah. I, I was just talking about that the other day on Twitter. Like, man, when this bad old line play, yeah, it is just gross to watch. Like if you can't scheme <clears throat> away from it or your QB can't survive it, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah, but dude, for me, this one. I'm fascinated by both defenses because I think both defenses have played. It's spec season. 
Yeah, <laughs> my boy is back, baby. Right. And the Bengals, Hendrickson keeps getting pressure. And guys like Awuzier and Eli Apple, they're playing solid at corner. Jesse Bates is a stud. Like, since they're just a nice, disciplined unit, even though they don't quite have the star talent. And how many times in your life have you said Cincy and discipline in the same sentence? <laughs> very rare. <laughs> very, very rare. So, no, this, this is a hell of a matchup. Very unfortunate it's not Sunday night. And I'm just, hopefully next year, now that Burrow's really proved himself over a full season, Bengals get like three, four primetime games next year because who would have want to watch this team? Like This team is must-watch. Why can't they flex this? I think they flexed it. I think they just put Minnesota Green Bay because they love the rivalry. I don't know. They're... Networks are just infatuated with putting the NFC North on television. Like, we thought the NFC East was bad. The NFC North is the new one. Bro. Like, think about it. The Packers got all three. They had the the Lions Monday Monday night, night. and then they had the Bears Sunday night, and now they got the Vikings Sunday night. And look, Vikings are my second team. I'm absolutely sick of the Vikings. I want them just to go away. I really just, no. I don't want to see Kirk Cousins, the Bears, the Giants. Don't want to see him on primetime. Right. Don't even give him Thursday. Well, you, well one's required. One's re- yeah, <laughs> well, make a new rule. No. I am tired of how many times do we need to see those teams on primetime? They bring ratings, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, this is going to be a fantastic game. This game should be Sunday Night yeah, Football. it should be. It would be a great time to create new exposure to a yeah, hot yeah, new team. And, and yo, like... Burrow coming off that performance too, right? It's Mahomes. Everyone knows about Mahomes. So it's like, yo, you got to worry about this guy now right. too in the AFC who's a young buck. He's uh-huh. what, 23 years old, 24 years old? It's right. like now you're looking at it, the AFC, you got mad quarterbacks at that yeah. age that could play at a high level. Yeah. And to be besides Tampa and Dallas, I think since he has the best trio receivers in the league. Mm. I don't think Tyler Boyd gets enough credit. He, Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Like I think Tyler Boyd's just a matchup nightmare in a slot, and then we know what damage that Chase and Higgins could do on the outside. So this is an incredible matchup. I'm going to go Kansas City, though. I believe in their defensive resurgence. I think Ward and uh, Sneed or, or Sh- Sneed or Shed. I'm always blank on the name. Sneed. Sneed, there we go. And then Thornwell, too. Yeah, I think... Um, Thornhill, I think this Thornhill, the secondary yeah. in general is just playing at a super high level. Melvin Ingram's brought, just, he's been a huge addition off the edge. Dude, I just, I love how many times do you see the number 24 just like within I know, a, so a yard of the ball all he's the time? So, yeah, he wrecked a, a fourth down run. I know the Steelers are a complete disaster offensive, but they ran a pitch to Najee Harris, and Ingram was in the backfield within a second. And uh, Willie Gay's playing great linebacker. I just, that defense, I think they're going to give Burrow enough fits. And then offensively, Mahomes is just, he's in sync right now. Right? Yeah. I, I'm going to believe in Kansas City. Man, I... Bengals are your squad. I want to pick the Bengals. Yeah. Um, the line on this game is five points. It's the most stay-away line for me this week. It's like, I don't understand it. Because, like, usually what, what you do, Alan, is <clears throat> anytime you have a team at home mm. and they're an underdog, right? So they're mm. a five-point underdog. Right. The logic is, well, if you want to bet the favorite, if this game was at home for Kansas City, and they were an 11-point favorite, mm-hmm. would you? And if your answer is no, then you should take the Bengals in this spot. And the reason why is because you take the the road team in this scenario, you put them in Kansas City, and you give them an additional six points because of the home field flipping. I think this game is going to come down to the wire because Joe Burrow is that guy that's going to keep them in the game, I feel like. Right. And for as good as the Kansas City defense has played, Let's be honest. This offense is the one time that they played a 
awesome quarterback was Herbert, yeah. and that game went into overtime. Right. They got lit up. Put up. Yeah, they got they got lit up. Yeah. And they would have lost that game had it not been for you know the field goals and the fourth mm-hmm. down and all mm-hmm. that. But I think this defense is is going to get tested. This I want to counterpoint though. Zach Taylor is the most I to me is the most conservative coach of the league, and this is the type of game where you can't rely on field goals. Like if they get into a fourth and short situation, don't be kicking field goals in the red zone because Kansas State is not the opponent. I know it backfired on Brand Staley, but still believe in your offense. Do not. This isn't the game for field goals. You have enough talent out there. Believe in them. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. You riding the Bengals. I like Bengals, it. baby. Yeah. Who day? Yeah. See, I like who day over who day for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, I know. It stinks. <laughs> um, because we don't know what's good with Lamar, I don't know if I want to talk about Ravens-Rams. I think the Rams won regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like the other two games mm-hmm. way more. And the... Game that I'm really fascinated by is the Cardinals and Cowboys. Right. Now, Arizona might be playing the worst football of any team that has a playoff berth right now. Without a doubt, yeah. There's no other team that comes to mind. So, that is not what you want. And you're going up against a team in Dallas who still... Might have a chance at the top seed. Right. You don't know what's going to happen Sunday Night Football, the rivalry, whatever, with the with the Packers and, and the Vikings. <clears throat> I think this one is, you got to see what's good with Kyler Murray. You got to see what's good with this defense. Because you're going up against a buzzsaw with Dallas. Dallas looks back. Mm-hmm. Last two weeks. I think the biggest issues with the Cardinals, though, is their offense without Hopkins. They're just very horizontal. They can't stretch teams. I think Christian Kirk is at his best in the slot. I don't think you're relying on him on the outside. You know, as good as AJ Green's been this year, he's not someone you would want to overly depend on. Like to me, just cause offense, they just seem very static right now. It just seems like six yards here, five yards here. They're not really expand the playbook. And look, they need James Conner back, absolutely. Hopefully he'll be back because they need someone that at least could pose a threat because Connor's such a great receiver. I know Edmonds was productive. But, yeah, he played well. Edmonds. But to me, Con- Connor brings another element. He brings him that physical presence too. Like he could run in between tackles because Arizona just seems soft and predictable right now. And that's anything but Dallas. Dallas, is they have the personnel that could just tear you apart on both sides of the ball. So if I'm Arizona right now, I think you need – obviously Cliff needs to step it up, but between Murray, Connor – uh, maybe got to rely a little bit more on Zach Hurts because Zach Hurts, I think, is the one player that could make a huge difference because I think Murray has the chemistry with him and they just seem like they're already in sync. But I don't know. It's just hard to be really optimistic about Arizona right now. Like, they're bringing Bashaw Breeland. Like, they're, they're really beat up at corner. Like, people think the Ravens are beat up at corner. Arizona's right up there. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's very disappointing because Arizona, they seem like the hip-hop team. Like, they seem like, oh, man. Going five wide, you know, we've mentioned Rondell Moore, who I feel like hasn't done anything in like two months. Right now, just it just seems stale and they seem soft. Like, you know, we talk about the trenches, they teams could run on them, so, yeah, and they're, they're getting pushed back really far too. And now you got Randy Gregory, Lawrence, Parsons like that is not a team that you want to play right now because getting those two guys back, mm-hmm. 
in addition to like what Parsons in and how they're moving. You saw that on Sunday Night Football, they were showing some of the graphics how they'll move Parsons like a defensive tackle, the whole yeah. NASCAR thing, and moving him around. Head coach candidate Dan Quinn, baby, he's running. He's, he's, he's going at him, man. Stone Cold, he's back. <laughs> Dan Quinn, he, he's wearing that backwards hat in the in the box. Like uh, they're exciting to watch, and I think Dallas it just those different looks. I think going this game, they're going to realize, okay, even though we could bring different pressure looks, we've got to contain Murray. And you have an athlete like Parsons. He could be that guy to keep Murray in the pocket and just make sure he doesn't get crazy with his legs. Ooh, do you think maybe they could use him like a linebacker this, this week? I think you'll to... see more of that, yeah. And Lawrence is one of the most disciplined edge defenders in the league, too. So I think, I think Dallas is in good hands. This is an awful matchup for Arizona. I'm going to be blunt. Like, uh, yeah. it's, it's hard to be encouraged by Arizona. Just Not just off the last three or four games. It's just... Personnel-wise, coaching-wise, I don't know what could they really do. It's going to take something spectacular from Kyler, and Chandler Jones is going to have to make a couple of big plays. There, there's nothing that I think Arizona could do to stop Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's nothing Arizona could do to not just get completely obliterated by their Dallas defense. Mm-hmm. I, I could see this game being like a three-touchdown win. Unless unless it's like one of those wacky Dak games where like he's just like missing guys right. or or like you know yo CD Lamb has cases that are drops he does sometimes. he does yeah. for for as m- many like right. big plays that he makes dude yeah. sometimes like drops like just wide open drag routes he's just so dangerous after I know, I know if yeah. he gets the ball in the hands it he can make some things happen uh it's, look I think the game's gonna be competitive also. Dallas secondary could fall apart. They're still prone to big plays. So if Collier could hit a few shot plays downfield, maybe Dallas take a better. But I just think Dallas has way too much firepower. This is their game. Yeah, I think Dallas comfortably. Mm-hmm. Hoping some of the, the Cowboy yeah. fans out there are, are liking that one. Because I get mad heat when I like... I can't say anything about Dallas in the night. I mean, they're life. good right now. Like, yo, they're they're top. Like, you yeah. Gotta, you got to praise them. Well, because I, I tweeted out that, like, yo, I can't... And, and I, I tweeted this... Um, when they beat Washington in Washington, right? Uh, I tweeted out like, I can't wait to bet against the Pats and the Cowboys in the playoffs, like first round bounce, and I got shredded. DMs were like crazy. I think you're probably eating your words on Dallas. Well, yeah, Dallas. Yeah. yeah. However, if they run into, uh, well, nah, I, 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 that, I don't see anyone that they would play in NFC the, in the wild card teams. Yeah. I don't see any of them posing a threat to Dallas. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm ex- I'm intrigued by this last game where I mentioned because I feel like we have not talked about uh, a certain team in the down south that just played a very weird game on Monday night. But I feel like they've gotten no attention on this podcast other than me and MP's bet, which is somehow still alive. <laughs> yo, imagine, yo, you know it might. Well, no, Miami has basically Miami has to win out. Miami has to win out. That's it. What and they can leapfrog the Patriots? Yeah, because they played Patriots last game of the season, and they're one game at bat, mm. and they win the tiebreaker because they won Week One. Wow! So it doesn't really even matter because New England has Jacksonville this week, so they're yeah, gonna win that. So they're gonna win that. So pretty much Miami wins their last two. Yo, the most miraculous, <laughs> bro. That would be hysterical because you was talking mad shit, bro. You was talking mad shit, and you know who I'm talking to, MP. Yeah. Talking mad shit about the 305. How dare you, of all people? I'm not feeling too optimistic about this one. Yo, look, they um, th- this week you don't feel optimistic. No, uh, yo, AJ, T- Tennessee AJ Brown AJ Brown is boy is back. Man, they threw every third down in that game. Let's find AJ Brown now. Granted, bro, half his targets went to him. Yeah, now granted he's not gonna be going up against uh, 
Audrey Thomas and Josh Dorman. He's going to go up against Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. This is a way bigger yeah, matchup. Like, yeah, I yeah. think Flores is going to cause some serious problems to Tannehill. Like, I could see he's running those exotic fronts. Like, But we got some Tannehill revenge against his old team. I, I'm not too optimistic <laughs> about that. What I'm concerned about is just Tennessee's defense putting mm. a pounding on Tua. Like, look, they can run all the RPOs. That offensive line is dreadful. Yeah, and yo, he takes some, like, weird-looking hits, too. Like, he gets... Not weird, but he gets popped, bro. And we've seen Tennessee's D-line destroy games. Yeah. Just the Rams. You know, Simmons, Autry, Landry, like, they could get after him. They so could, Yeah, I would be very careful. I think, I think it's going to be a defensive slugfest, but not like the ugly kind because I think both teams have playmakers. Look at their receivers. They are going to make explosive plays. and like It's, it's going to be defensive, but I think we're going to see enough uh in, entertainment where it's like okay it's not a total disaster like it's not gonna be like titans steelers where it's like this is unwashable this is gonna be more of like oh this is a really good defensive chess match between two of the more younger defensive minds in the league as head coaches that are highly respected because besides mcdermott and staley what other defensive coaches out there that are really making noise as head coaches well i mean staley's stock has kind of yeah i know defensively too yeah. no nah, i know what you mean yeah. though yeah but it's it's, it's, it's very well from the from, yeah. from the bats too yeah like so the it's a really cool matchup <clears throat> even though i would be surprised if your team scores more than 24 points i think it would have to be like a defensive touchdown or two for them to be scoring over 24 how crazy is it that the afc has six available playoff spots still Tight conference, wild. Yeah, only, uh, only Kansas City has clinched. Yeah, they're still, you know, competing for the one seed. Mm-hmm. That's why this this yeah. game this week is pr- yeah. pretty important yeah. for them too. But, but you know, the one thing that's fascinating about the Dolphins and what's being lost in all this is, I was watching the Monday Night Football game, and I just asked, like, shouldn't Jalen Waddle be in the Rookie of the Year conversation? Conversation, <clears throat> yes. I don't think he should win it. Though. I don't think he should win it either. No. Each time should be in conversation. But I think dude's probably going to surpass 100 catches. He's sixth in the league right now with 96. And he's just getting peppered by him. It seems like on offense, bro, honestly, from watching that Monday Night Football game, if if and and I'm throwing away that Duke Johnson shit, which really blew my mind last couple weeks. It really made me question my love for fantasy football. Well, it's just one game. I know, but I spent all my research throughout the whole week yeah, but it's football. It's unpredictable. I know, but this yeah. dude, like, I didn't even know he was in the league, bro. I didn't know Duke Johnson. No, he was in the league. They signed him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And he just comes out. It's just COVID. 26 like, touches? Against the Jets. Like, Fuck, I know it's crazy. Like, look at Isaiah McKenzie the past week. What a great story that was. Yeah, that was. 11 catches against top defense. Yeah, but he was, he's like, you know, he's like a track star yeah. burner, too. They've used him in special teams. You at least, like, know that yeah. he's on Buffalo. Right, right. That's true. But back to Waddle. Like, all right. The first eight weeks of the season, it was, oh, man, put Jamar Chase's name on there. And then after that, it became like, oh, it's Mac Jones's to lose. Man, Mac Jones, if he goes down 10 nothing, I'm, I'm like turning off the game. I think that he can't come back. That's a little harsh. I liked, I liked what I've seen from Mac Jones under adversity. I, I just think there's limitations there. There's obvious limitations. But I think given what's around him, I think he's doing as best as he can. Man, I think everyone's so infatuated by Bill Belichick and the Patriot way and thing because I, I, I don't see it with Mac Jones, bro. I just think that he's he's a liability. I think I think he's gonna get exposed. Whether it's gonna be against the Dolphins when they play him at the at the end of the year. Yeah, exposed against the Colts. Early in the picks, playoffs. Yeah, well the they picks. fall behind too yeah, and having yeah. to throw from behind. But Waddle, I just I just feel like Waddle's been having a, a pretty good year. Now look, he, he has ninety six catches 
doesn't have a thousand yards. Offense is ugly. That's the problem. Yeah, that's why I don't think I think Chase is still going to get it. Chase is. Still I, I still think Chase it. will win it. I think he deserves to win it. Yeah, he, he just, just had, had 125 yeah, yards, yeah, yeah, yeah. had two touchdowns at San Fran. I know it's been quite a little bit, but he still has these blow up performances. It's just Burrow, Mixon, T. Higgins. There's a lot, of, a lot of big names there. Well, now with more people watching this Chiefs and Bengals game yeah. too, a lot of eyes if he's to pop off. Yeah. yeah, but but this one here. My heart wants to pick Miami to win. Me too. Because I want this <laughs> this bet to go down next week would be fucking amazing. We'd have to have both of you guys on for that one to just talk shit. But I think Tennessee at home with AJ Brown. Yeah. Yo, this is a team that I think we should keep an eye on moving forward. Because if they get Derrick Henry back too, mm-hmm. watch out. Because right. we got to look at that Titans team and talk about them the way we did week six when they had all those guys there. Exactly. Because we were talking about like, yo, could this team win the Super Bowl? Right. Yeah, I just that I'm just so impressed by our defense, and I don't know what what you make of their second half performance. Like I was, because that first half was about as ugly as it gets. But I kind of expected from Tennessee. I'm just like, all right, short week, they're kind of beating up. But that second half, it was just such an inspired performance. Tannehill was making big throws. He had the big scramble, and then defensively, I know it's easy to force turnovers on Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's just I love seeing on all three levels of their defense. They just have guys making plays across the board. So, look, I think that the far more talented teams, they're the more complete team. I'm, I'm pretty confident picking them over Miami. Obviously, it hurts a little bit, but it's just I you gotta like what you're seeing from Tennessee. And I just think if I have to trust a quarterback that's going to protect the ball, even though I think Tannehill has had some ugly turnovers this year, I'm still trusting Tannehill any day over Tua. Yeah, I think that second half. Remember the Chipotle tweets from A.J. Brown? <laughs> and then that first half of that week, like he had no targets, yeah. no catches. And then explodes for like eight catches in the second right. half. I think you saw it also on that, that San right. Fran game, too, in that second half. He just yeah. really took over. I, I really think there isn't a more freakish receiver in the league than him. I know people talk about Metcalf, me, physically. But I just think after the catch, just his ability to just gobble up targets and just make grab and well, grab. Yo. We got to start putting Tyreek Hill in these conversations for freakish. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, he probably just speed wise. There's no one moves like him. Okay. All right. Outside Tyreek Hill, fine. Because uh, no, I feel you, right? Like, yeah. you think of like freak athlete, you yeah. think of like 6'4, 260, whatever. It's the way they build, yeah, the way like break tackles. Build. Like, AJ Brown, he's yes, getting yes, three yards yes, after yes, the catch. Yeah, you tap. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the, with D ball as well. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of guys are like, yo, you're you're a specimen, yeah. bro. God, just watching AJ Brown deep on the field. Oh man, that, that was one of the few Thursday night games. I was like, can this not end, bro? What about the year three wide receivers? Deontay Johnson, Hunter Renfro's had a really good year. Debo, nobody talked about Hunter Renfro. Give it to Hunter Renfro. God damn it! <laughs> Shout out to Hunter Renfro, baby. DK Metcalf. I know he's had a down yeah, year, but yeah, that but, draft class is absurd. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Come on, Terry McLaurin too. Terry McLaurin, like, yeah, that's yeah. a great class, right. man. Yeah, that's why it was funny seeing the Patriots. I know, I forgot who got injured. Maybe it was Aguilar. But, like, they were trying to feed targets in the keel carry. And it was just like, this is not working. Bro, like, it hasn't it, worked. It, like, it just give up on a Belichick. Hire someone to scout receivers. That's all I can tell you. Or just steal someone from Pittsburgh when they're about to be a free agent. There you go. And you're good. I'm going with Tennessee, though. Me, too. The dream will end, unfortunately, <clears throat> here. Oh, uh... <laughs> You'll be hyped though. Oh, I'll be hyped, but be I just hyped, I, I just look. Miami's a fun story, but I they're not good enough. I feel like they've had good matchups and they've capitalized. And salute to them, but I think it ends here. Yeah, me too. Me too, dude. This was fun. I love that segment that you put together. Yes. And uh, these games, you're right. I feel like we're finally gonna get some good football this weekend. 
Yeah. Last couple of weeks have been kind of a dud. Yeah. The four o'clock games in particular. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it was right after we were praising the four o'clock games being so good last couple of months mm-hmm. with the with the change. And, yeah. Because last week there was a couple of good one o'clock games, even though they were kind of one sided between Buffalo, New England, and Cincy, Baltimore. Yeah. But now we we have a good a good slate of games. So I'm barely for even though primetime games, eh. But like it's we're nearing playoff time, and I think the thing we should be like so blessed about is just. These conferences are still alive, moving pieces, and you know we'll see what happens in week eighteen. But at least week seventeen, we got a huge slate, and we're gonna learn a lot about these teams because these are gonna be real playoff environments. You know, some of these teams are in must-win situations. Some we also might see in the playoffs, like immediate rematches too. Yeah, I know Dallas, Dallas, Arizona comes to mind. Dallas, Arizona. Yeah, Chiefs probably will get the bye, so maybe you don't see that, but maybe. You know, conference championship game. Tennessee, Miami. Hey, if Miami could pull this out, <laughs> why not? So, where can they find you? Alan Sturk, A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. At Nick Day is 10, as we can find me, at Veterans Minimum, as you can find everything for the show. Check out the podcast I did with Will Blackman. That was up episode 624 of VM. Thank you all for listening this year, man. This has been another great year, continuing to build. <clears throat> And uh, I appreciate you all, Alan, as always, for coming in. We have a year in review episode that we will be dropping sometime next week. So expect there to be a three podcast week. And from us here at VM, we say congrats. Just congrats. And we'll see you guys next year. Later, everyone.